everybody. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. I'm Jeff Antoniak. Got a cool video for you this week. As always, augment your way to awesomeness. I want you guys to sound awesome and I want you to know about the augmented sound and not just the sound, but where to use this. Now, as always, this is not a saxophone video. I'm not that interested in saxophone videos. I like music. So uh, this is for all players of all instruments, bass players and vocalists and, you know, whatever you got. I want to talk about this augmented sound. And I'm going to say it again. You've heard me say it before. This is for the adult amateurs out there. That's really the group of people that I want to talk to and give you some good information that I wish I sort of would have had earlier in my career. And especially the adults, because there just aren't that many people paying good attention to you, teaching you the way you need to be taught and giving you information at a level that makes sense. So, of course, I know people of all other levels and university professors and everyone are watching this. You can, wa you can keep watching it too, but... You guys know who I'm talking to. All right, this augmented sound. Augmented simply means sharp five. That's all it means. So if you take a C triad and you want to play a C augmented triad, instead of playing C, E, G, by the way, that's a triad. You guys probably knew that. Um, you play C, E, G sharp. You sharp the fifth. That's the sound. It now, if you have a C dominant seven chord, C, E, G, B flat, now that's a dominant tonality, we still just sharp the five, C, E, G sharp, B flat. Now, here's the cool thing about augmented. It doesn't change the flavor of the chord. It just doesn't change the tonality. If you take a C major triad or a major seven chord and sharp the five, it's still major. It's still major seven. It just has this extra little thing in it. If you do that with a dominant chord, it's still a dominant chord. So it doesn't really change the structure of what's going on. Now here's the thing, we don't usually do this with a minor chord. It doesn't work quite as well on minor chords. And we could go down the rabbit hole with why that is. You can mess around with it if you want. You'll just find that it doesn't quite have the same effect. And you can maybe figure out why. So we're talking pretty much about major chords, and talking about dominant chords. So that's it. So how about this? How about if you do an exercise like what I did at the beginning of the video? Play major triads with a sharp five around the circle of fourths. So I'll start in B flat concert. went around the circle of fourths, ascending fourths, and I played uh, augmented triads. Just that right there, it's a pretty cool sound. That's a neat sound, and I must say, I was having to think a little bit. I haven't practiced that, what I just played there, in quite a while. I was having to actually think, trust my ears a little bit, and calculate. Oh, what key am I in? What's the sharp five? So for some of us, that may be a month or two of work. Good! It was a month or two of work when I first learned that many, many years ago. So that's a great point of departure. Just 
getting your brain going, getting your fingers going, and changing things up a bit. Now, for some of us, that's bad advice right now. We're still working on something a little more basic. We're still learning our major scales. We're still learning our mixolydian scales. Great, maybe not the right time, but this is good information to have. Keep listening, even if this is not the right thing for you to be practicing right now. Okay, so we've covered what is augmented. Great, we've covered a way to practice those scales. Many, many other ways to do it. Here's a better question. Who cares? It's a very good question. Why? What's my motivation? Why should I learn augmented? I love that question. It's one thing to know something and to throw it in wherever, but why? Why would you use pepper? Why would you use salt when you're cooking? Why would you use basil leaves or galangal root? Because you're bored? That's a bad idea. I'm bored. I think I'm going to pour pepper until I'm not bored. No, that's not how you do it. There's a reason for each spice and for each flavor. And the more you understand the reasons, right, uh, the science behind what's going on, the better cook you'll be. Of course, it's, it has to do with our palate and taste. It has to do with our ears in music. But still, we need to understand what's going on. So here's what I'm going to suggest to you, that we would choose augmented when we want to add a little flavor to continue with the analogy, right? When we want to amp things up a little bit. So, okay, we may be playing a tune and think, all right, now's the time to turn on the heat a little bit. I'm going to play something augmented. That's a perfect thing to do. I like that kind of reasoning because there's an artistic impulse behind it. You're thinking, I feel this. Oh, and here's a tool I know that helps me achieve that result. To me, that's pretty cool thinking. That's very, very good. There's no randomness in there, right? How about if we go even a step further? Look at the sheet, and you'll see I have the C blues written out here. I have uh, the 12-bar blues written out, and you'll notice what I did is I put in a descending augmented triad in a couple spots, in the fourth measure of the blues, in the eighth measure of the blues, then the tenth measure of the blues. And then I put sort of a little special bonus lick in the 12th measure of the blues. Now, as far as I'm concerned, those are the places where there is some great tension in the blues, in the form of the blues, in the chord changes, in the fourth measure. That's a big moment. And we can use that moment to create some tension and move us to the fifth measure, move us to that new key, that fourth chord. So that is a very cool thing we can do in the fourth measure, amp up the tension. What I'm suggesting is the C7 you play in the fourth measure might be a different kind of C7 than you play in the third measure or the first measure. Nice. Same thing in the eighth measure, that six chord that we see there. We see that in some bebop tunes. That's a cool chord to put in because it gives us a tension. It gives us some motion into the ninth measure. Nice. And then in the 10th measure, there's the dominant chord in the middle of our 2-5-1 progression. So some of this may be going by a little quick for you, but, um, but even if you take my word for it, understand half of it, that's absolutely fine. You don't have to understand everything immediately all the time. Play it so you, your fingers can learn it before your brain or your ears can hear it before you can talk about it. I hear it, but I don't know why it works. Any of that's good. We start with one of those things, the intellectual understanding, the ear understanding, or I made my fingers learn how to play this. Don't know what it is. Wherever you want to start is fine by me. Okay. And then in the last measure of the blues, of course, that's the tension that takes us back to the top. Excellent. So let me just play this for you. So what I'm going to do is just improvise very lightly 
in the places where there's just chord slashes. And then I'll play that lick for you and you can hear how good it sounds. And again, it is simply a descending augmented triad. One, five, sharp five, three, one, sharp five, three. That's all it is. I think you could hear in those spots where I played that augmented sound, it created some motion, it created some interest. I said something kind of crazy that maybe didn't fit. You started thinking like, what is up with, Je oh, got it. I would say something a little crazy and then let you know I knew what I was talking about. I created some motion, I created some tension. So that is the idea with this augmented sound. Now there's many ways to create tension. We can do it with chords, with melodies, with harmonies, with substitutions, with rhythm, with range, with volume. All those elements of music can create tension. So here I'm suggesting the augmented sound is a cool thing for you to know and this is the way to use it. Don't wait for an augmented chord to show up in a song you're playing, you may play 10 songs before you see that little sharp five or the little plus sign that means augmented. No, what I'm suggesting is find a place in the music where there is some tension, where there is a chord that wants to resolve. Now, this may, that may be some information you're not sure about. You're just sort of playing chord by chord and not sure of the context. You just, a chord shows up and you do your best. Here's another chord, you do your best. You're not sure exactly what's going where. In a very difficult song that I've never played, that may be my response too before I know what's going on, right? So that's one of the biggest things you can do. And by the way, I can help you out with that. There, I have so much going on these days between um, the summer camp, Maryland Summer Jazz, by the way. I've been busy doing a lot of planning, hiring the amazing faculty. So this summer, July 2019, East Coast of the United States, please join us at Maryland Summer Jazz. Uh, so we have that. We have local classes meeting here in the Washington, D.C. area, but I've got people who have trained with me, jazz professionals around the United States, who are teaching and assembling musicians in your community. If you live in Spokane, Washington, or Portland, Oregon, or Dallas, or New York City, many, many other places, let me know and I can connect you. So there's all these ways for us to be learning this stuff. Of course, Jazzwire for people spread around the world and may not have that opportunity to be studying with a great teacher or playing in a regular band. These are the opportunities that I, I can't believe there's so much going on. It's, uh, it's cool and it's overwhelming and I wanna share this stuff with you. So that would be a place where you could find out these functions of chords, right? And that's one of the big things. So if you're at a place where you're just sort of letting the chords go by and you're doing your best as they come, the next step for you is understanding how they happen in context. 
So if all you learned today is, oh, Jeff said the fourth measure, the eighth measure, the 10th measure, and the 12th measure in the blues, those are really good places to put tension, whether it's augmented or not, any kind of tension. That is huge. So there's a bunch of good lessons here today. And at the bottom of the sheet, you can see I uh, gave you a cool little two measure, two five lick. This is something that I've actually been working on in my personal practice. It's a very simple, almost all chord tone little lick. So that's what I've been practicing for the last week. And now I've got it under my fingers and all these different keys. Now my job is, can I fit it into all my repertoire? Can I, do I know it well enough? Do I hear it soon enough that it comes out in my playing? So that's what I'm working on this week. I wanted to share it with you. So let me do this. I'm just gonna play through a little bit more blues for you and uh, we'll talk on the other side. Right. So when I was playing through the blues there, I think in each of those four spots that I outlined in the blues, I amped up the tension. Okay. So it'd be interesting to go back and hear. Could you hear those moments I chose to be interesting? I chose to throw a wrench in the works, whatever it sounded like. Cool. How did I do it every single time I used as my tool the augmented sound. Sometimes I played the lick that was right on the sheet. Sometimes I inverted it. Almost always I played literally the triad. I may have played, started on the third instead of the root or something like that. But I was playing very, very simply within that augmented sound. And it sounds very interesting, right? So what a cool tool to add to your toolbox, the augmented sound, or more generally speaking, what a great concept to add to your conceptual toolbox, which is, oh, I can pick and choose moments to be interesting. Not every meal you cook needs to be a five-star Michelin-rated meal, right? That would be too much, too rich, too everything, right? We need something simple every once in a while to highlight that cool, rich meal. Right, So I hope that gives you a little something to think about. Now, I should have mentioned this earlier. I was talking about Jazzwire. Until May 1st, we have 50% off registration. We're having a spring sale, or at least spring here in the United States. So um, if you use the code DIGGINGSPRING, you go to jazzwire.net, use that code, you'll get 50% off the registration. And you can come in and work with this community of 
musicians from all over the world, 20 or more different countries. Uh, we are doing amazing work there. There's lessons every week. There's support and friendships, and it's, it's really a blast, and we uh, can't wait to have you there. So augment your way to awesomeness. I want you guys to sound awesome, and I want to hear some augmented sounds resonating across the globe over this next week. So uh, let's hear it. Of course, you can always write me for the PDF and uh, have a great week of practice. And I'd love to hear the comments if this is a sound you've used before, if this is brand new, or maybe it's like, wow, I didn't know what that sound was, but now I'm hearing it. That would be fantastic. Have a great time with it. Take care.